0: happy Saturday. Thank you for tuning in to Earth to Inaya. This is episode two and today we're going to be talking all about self-care routines and being your own best friend. I thought that it was pretty important for me to make this one of the first episodes um, to hold myself accountable for one with all of the things that I'm trying to implement in my own life But also share what I've been doing in hopes that it'll help somebody else who maybe is in the same position that I'm in. Which is one of just being a little too distracted, I guess, with all of the BS in life that I don't really take care of myself the way that I probably should. But all of that is going to change. Because I've been taking little steps in my daily to help me focus in on myself and what it is that I want and what I would like to be doing with my time and with my life. So to start this off, I will just basically say break down my mornings. Um, Right now with quarantine and everything going on, I don't really have a wake-up time that I stick to. I'm pretty lenient every morning with myself. I'll sleep in until like 11 or so. But I've been trying to get up earlier. And with earlier, I always start with a bath. And with my bath, I always bring a book. And what I really suggest are books that are going to teach you about yourself, how you think, and how you perceive things. I have a few right here that I'm going to recommend. Um, one book that I really, 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 really enjoy just to get out of um, my own head and to think about things differently is called Unlearn by Humble the Poet. This is 101 Simple Truths for a Better Life. And I really, really like this book. I think that it's super helpful um, I'm just being a better human being for everybody else like and yourself obviously but you don't want to just do things for yourself like I don't pretty much everything in the book is going to redirect you on how you can better yourself and better the world another book that I would recommend is the Bhagavad Gita this is the book that I've personally been reading I, I want to say like the last four times that I, I've taken a bath and what's really cool about this book is, besides all of the spiritual wisdom that's just loaded and packed in so, so, so easily to like obtain and you understand, aside from all of that stuff, um, I really like to read this book out loud. I feel like practicing reading out loud has helped me a lot. I haven't in so long, like since school. Reading out loud is something that I kind of struggle with. So taking the time while I'm in the bath to just do that and figure out how to pronounce these crazy names and then feel so proud of myself when I feel like I may have gotten it. Like that is just so great. So I recommend the Gita and Unlearn. And the third book that I have today to suggest is called 365 Ways to Raise Your Frequency. And this book is by Melissa Alvarez. I really, really like this one, too, because um, every page, there are really 365 ways that they suggest. They have a a big chunk of the book where it's all about crystals. They have uh, information about deep soul frequency and light body frequencies, which I feel like that's something that we're coming close towards um, really experimenting experiencing and I can't wait to get into that later on just to throw it out there for anyone who hears this before I'm posting about it. I would love to be talking about December twenty first and the this whole idea of a new earth um, or a split in frequency. So if there's anybody who knows any information about any of that or is experiencing anything like that please, please, please reach out because I would love to have you on to talk about this kind of stuff before the 21st. And if you don't know what I'm talking about at all, I think you should look into it and it could be really interesting. Maybe you'll be led to some information that I wasn't and then you will have even more to talk about. But I definitely don't want to talk too much about that until um, the right time has come. So, I start my mornings with a bath and a book and some water. I'm really, really, really hard on myself right now about drinking enough water. My body does not want soda. It does not want, like, juice. It needs water. And so I just make sure that I down a bunch before and after the bath, take my bath. And we are still stuck on bath time. I'm sorry if you are somebody who is not able to just take baths because I'm talking so much about it. But I definitely think that this helps me a lot. Like, way more than I thought it would. I'm not just saying, like, go take baths because baths are fun or whatever. Like, genuinely, they have helped me, like, bring myself more present and forth and, like, but also... I feel like I'm more in touch with my emotions and maybe it's just the whole watermelon or that or maybe I'm just like a woo-woo, but it's okay. Um, I want to share a bath bomb recipe that I have made up because I know that it's kind of difficult to come come across good ones online. So I want to share the one I have because it works pretty well. For this bath bomb recipe, you're going to need baking soda, citric acid, Epsom salt, cornstarch, color dye, coconut oil, your choice of essential oil, and witch hazel. Okay? So the first step would be taking all of your dry ingredients, the baking soda, the citric acid, the Epsom salt, and the cornstarch, and you're going to be mixing these together. And the measurements for that, one cup of baking soda to half a cup of citric acid half a cup of epsom salt, and half a cup of cornstarch, okay? And I wanna say that this probably will give you like at least two bath bombs that are like relatively like normal size, I guess, or one really big bath bomb, or maybe like four tiny, tiny ones, okay? So after you take all of your dry ingredients and you're mixing those together, you're gonna take the other ingredients, which are the dye, your coconut oil, your essential oil, and not your witch hazel just yet, but you're going to take those three and mix them together. And once they're all mixed, you're going to pour them slowly into your dry ingredients. And for this part, you're going to want to mix it with your hands. So if you can wear gloves, because the dye will probably stain your hands, then, you know, grab your gloves. But if not, it's fine. You're just going to use your fingers and brush all of those chunks of dye because you have to really spread it around to get that color and the, the fragrance to smell on the dry ingredients but once you've done that and your concoction is all mixed and everything's all in the bowl looking good smelling good you're going to take your witch hazel and just spray that around lightly and as you're mixing it you're going to move it around with your hands too okay and you'll know when you're doing too much because the powder and stuff like the bath bomb ingredient will start to react to the witch hazel or if you put water in it and you don't want that okay so once you're able to grab your bath bomb mixture in your hand and squeeze it and it'll have some sort of shape that it still holds you're ready to pack it into your bath bomb molds and for me i think right now i have both like these metal ones, these little tiny mini bath ball metal ones that I ordered off of Amazon, but I also have the plastic ornaments that you can get from Hobby Lobby um, where you can make them yourself that way. So either way works. But once you're forming them, you're gonna be patting them down all around the shape of the the ball and then you're gonna transport them into a dry place. You can freeze them too if you want it quicker But you can just put them in a dry place where they will harden. And once they're hardened, you're able to use them in your baths. And I just love bath bombs. Like the first time I had one, I was so just in love and obsessed with them. I had a big box of them from Lush with like, I want to say like 15 in them or so. And it was just awesome. But it's definitely been really, really nice to make my own. And it's super fun. You can do it with, like, your kids or your siblings or your class, you know. But that's my bath bomb recipe. So I hope you guys try it out. And if you do, be sure to tag me in it or something because I would love to see how they turn. But, yeah. So that is the bath. (laughs) Take my book. I bring in my bath bomb. And I just focus on myself. I tried not to pick up my phone at all during this time. I'll just leave it like as far away from me as possible. I have a big issue with my phone right now. So, yeah, I definitely want to find things in my life that um, will take me away from my phone more. Bath time is great. Another self-care thing that I would recommend just and I guess I would say this as somebody who like poorly takes care of himself like and I just mean that I don't really take the time to to treat myself like a person honestly like I feel like all of my attention goes outward and um, I need to be putting more back into myself and with that is I'm just taking little steps right now I can't do much you know but I take time time for myself in the day and another way I do that is by going outside and seeing the sun. And even if I'm feeling really, really low and I don't want to tell myself nice things or be there for myself the way that I know I should be and I know it would be way more beneficial than to like hate myself. When when I'm not even feeling good enough to tell myself things, I just go outside and I look at the sun and I close my eyes because I, I don't look at the sun, but I look up face to the sun with my eyes closed and I just let the sun love me and tell me things in my mind you know like all of the nice things I won't tell myself right now I let the sun give it to me because the sun is really really good for you like your body's gonna thank you for that and your I think your mind will thank you for it too your body everything is gonna thank you it's gonna come back around because you're still taking care of yourself even when you don't necessarily feel like you should That's important. There has to be some force of us that cares about honoring our experience here. And that is actually how I'm about to start talking about (laughs) affirmations. I worded that so wrong, but affirmations. Okay, so I was never, even though words of affirmations are like my top love language, I was not the kind of person to tell myself these things or to think about myself in these ways, but affirmations really, really, really do help. It's really nice to be able to at least like create this voice in your head or this like idea of yourself that you deserve love and abundance and friendship and happiness and joy and all of those things. Okay, because we all know, right? You can be living and you can just be like, no, what's the point? I don't feel like that. Like, I don't think I deserve it. The good things I mean, but by creating this, this other, you know, that is telling you these things and feeding you these things, I definitely think that that helps. And I don't know, I may be like, explaining it a little weird in my head that's not as relatable to other people and how they get to saying affirmations but me personally I just needed to learn how to be my own friend and my own ally and saying affirmations has helped me with that because I'm literally forcing myself to say like girl I like you you're awesome um I just wanted to share my affirmations from yesterday was this yesterday no this was two days ago When I first dropped my um, podcast, later on that night, I had made some affirmations for myself. And I just want to share because uh, I'm going to keep doing this and I would like to keep sharing them on my podcast. So yeah, here they go. Um, Starting with one, (laughs) I uphold and honor my experience. Number two, God loves and supports me and number 3 i'm not an imposter. So i don't know if you've heard of like imposter syndrome or anything like that but basically imposter syndrome is when you kind of have anxiety or fear about doing the things that you want to be doing because you feel like you aren't authentic to that and it's a psychological pattern in which individuals doubt their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Okay. I, there's so many different ways that I've experienced imposter syndrome in my life. Like, so many different factors that have caused me to have this weird internalized phobia of like doing the things that I want to do because Maybe I feel like it's not my lane or I won't be good enough or, you know, like I'm just trying to like be relatable or fit in or whatever. And that's so traumatizing (laughs) to myself. So I have to combat that with affirmations. I am not an imposter. I like to talk. I love this podcast already and it's going to work out, you know, God, the universe, my angels, like, all of that, I do feel loves and supports me. That's the most, I think, crucial thing, too, that we have to, like, get ourselves to see, even though we don't see it, even if you don't believe in it. There's enough love out there, like, that is going to hold you up, you know? There is there is this energy of love that comes with being here already, like, you get to be here, that um, I think we should pay more attention to, and acknowledge and like I said you know if you don't feel like you love yourself or you're worth it the sun will tell you go outside and just let the sun love you or the planet you know I spent time with nature yesterday and Red Rock and that was really 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 nice Um, because it makes me feel like taking care of everything that we need was already given to us and yeah we've created and like made more and everything but it was already here and I love that but yeah so those are my three little affirmations that I created for myself the other day a part of my self-care and happy to share those with you guys okay so I've talked about bath time reading water seeing the sun, and affirmations. And now I think I'm going to jump onto the next half of this podcast, which is being your own best friend or your own friend. You don't have to be your own best friend, but your, your own friend, you know, at least like learn how to be able to do things alone and by yourself at Inaya. Like, This is one of my biggest issues. I've never really had to be alone alone um, because I have a lot of siblings. And like growing up, there was always somebody home. And then moving out of my family's house, I've always had a pet, which is like a loophole or a partner. And so I don't know. I really like I don't like doing things by myself. So I'm going to start doing more of that. And I think with that, I'll probably, like, start taking myself out to eat or something. I don't even know where to start. It would be nice to have a, see already, it'd be nice to have a guest on this podcast to talk about this with because I don't know truly. I need, like, a professional um, person who's good at, like, caring for themselves. But that's okay. I'm going to look up ways to be your own friend and we're going to talk about it. your own friend all right so this is what google is telling me be nice to yourself this is the first step of becoming a friend to yourself is to treat yourself like a friend would oh the first step to becoming a friend to yourself is to treat yourself like a friend would um definitely 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 i think um i don't know if you call yourself like bad names and stuff in your mind you you refer yourself as like dumb or anything like that, you you would not be friends with somebody if they were con- to continue to talk to you like that, and it's like, why do we put up with ourselves, and I mean, sometimes I don't, I'm just like, shut up, voice, you're so rude, I don't have time for this, and I think of something else, you know, but I would say that you have to care about yourself, and love yourself, definitely, um, you wouldn't just hang out with somebody and not talk about all of the reasons why you hate you you know number two is imagine how you would support a friend in the same situation okay this is basically just exactly what I had just said um, your friend wouldn't talk to you like that and if they did that's an issue and you would need to cut them off so I think at one point we should cut ourselves off and just be like yo you're not good to my mental right now so I'm going to need to take a back 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 seat brain And then you're going to go do something that you like to do, like go take a bath with your bath bombs and read a book. Number three is to honor your needs, your needs. This is probably toxic a little bit. But I think we should normalize not saying anything in the morning until we are ready. Like no good morning, like no blah, 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 until you are ready. Just because, I don't know, there's something like about that space from when you wake up. Like When you go to sleep in your whole ass dream and then when you wake up and whatever is like happening in that weird middle space when you want to go back to sleep and you can't, I definitely think you should wait to say good morning until you're ready. Let's start there. And then, what do you want to eat for breakfast? Go get a smoothie. Your favorite smoothie. Okay. Um. Four, stand back from your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. You got to learn how to... Separate yourself. You are not your mind. You are not your body. That is something I used to meditate with in the very beginning when I would have to um, journal about myself and tell myself things. Like, I would have to tell myself, like, okay, all of these things you really, 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 really don't like, but you're not them. Still, you may have done all of these things, but you're not at your actions. You're not, like, just this experience. And I think all of us need to. Um, come to terms with that a little bit more not to not hold you accountable because I know that that's like why we have so many systems in place now so that people will feel held accountable and scared but it's more of that this is something you're supposed to learn and experience and let go okay we're only creating our our most potential selves here you guys that's it that's what the issue is, is we know that, like, all of this stuff is caked on to us and we just have to kind of clear away and and thrive anyways. But it's okay. And everything, I just want everybody to know, everything is going to be okay. And you know how I know it's going to be okay? Because it is. <laughs> just simply because it is. Well... I'm going to share some ways with how I'm going to try to become my own best friend. I don't really like skating alone. I do skate alone, but I don't really like it. I think I'm going to have to take more time to do so, though. And, I don't know, make it a thing. Like, what if I mm, start taking pictures of the places that I skate? You know? I don't know giving things purpose or whatever. Um, I think this podcast in itself is already kind of making me become my own best friend, especially doing episodes by myself. That's going to be a challenge for me, but I'm excited because I'm just going to end up learning more and more about me and who wouldn't want that. Another way you can become your own best friend is by looking at your birth chart. I don't want to get too much into this one because there's like a certain, ep- a special episode that I want just dedicated to birth charts and like astrology and stuff, how I've discovered it, how I use it in my life. Um, hopefully who, the guests I have on will be able to share their journey with it as well. So anyone interested in like piping into that convo, you just go ahead and let me know once you you hear this. But I do think that knowing your birth chart and like these aspects of your personality and how you handle things and stuff and just learning about it, you don't have to like take it as true or as, you know, whatever, but just learning a little bit about it and comparing it to yourself. I think that'll help. I am so glad that I know more about the ways that I respond, ways that would like work better for me in response. To like anything basically like just how I respond to anything in any aspect of life it's right there on your chart the things you deal with and yeah I just think that that um would help a lot of people a lot of people okay I was just trying to find any more information on here that I could share real quick and throw out there but I was not finding anything Instead, right now, I'm going to go back to the book that I had mentioned earlier, 365 Ways to Raise Your Frequency. And I am going to just leave everybody with one. Okay. This one is Fear and Frequency. What are you afraid of? Maybe it's the dark. Loss of loved ones, failure, inadequacies, snakes, storms, another person. It doesn't matter what it is you're afraid of. Fear can negatively affect your life. I used to be deathly afraid of two things: ants and false teeth. You may be thinking that these are irrational fears, and that I tend to agree. And I tend to agree now. But until I got over this fear, I'd get hysterical if an ant got on me or if I saw false teeth. You must face your fears. And you're going to reach, you must face your fears if you're going to reach your goals. Look for reasons why you're afraid, whether in this world or from a past life. My fear of false teeth came from an incident in my present life. The fear of ants ran much deeper. While I had an episode as a baby with ants, it wasn't enough cause of the extreme fear that I felt about them. Then, when looking into past lives, I discovered a reason for the fear, one that rang true on a soul level. I won't go into details, but I released the situation, and now ants no longer terrify me. Consider your fears and how you can release them. See if you can discover the root cause, because if you can, releasing them will be so much easier. Fear is a negative force that can adversely affect all aspects of your life. Let it go. I don't know who needed to hear that, but anytime I see something combating fear, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm a very fearful person, unfortunately, this world is a scary place. <laughs> but the fears within yourself are the most important and the ones that you have to combat. So, with that being said, I would suggest journaling, writing out the things that you're afraid of, writing out the possibilities, the true poss like what is the, what is the chances, you know, you'll be completely eaten by all of these ants. Maybe it was a possibility. Maybe that's why he looks into it in his past life. But he's here now and the fear is irrelevant. And You can just let it go. And I'm not saying look into your past life for everything. There's a fear that I have that I'm like almost sure it's because of a past life. But I'm not, hundred. obviously, how can I be 100% sure of such a thing? But if putting it in a past life and telling myself that it's already happened to me and it's not going to happen again helps me then that's what I'm going to do. Just a part of self-care, I guess. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to this interesting episode, which was kind of all over the place. Um, I really appreciate your time and your audience, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.